Welcome back to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast. My name is Caitlin Hall, and I'm actually your only host today. And the reason for that is because we're going to be doing things a little bit different for this episode. So if you are a member of the Scheduling Institute, you may have heard about our new patient mastery accountability program. And one of the benefits that's included with that is a monthly live teleseminar. So back in January, three of our SI trainers, Lindsay O'Hearn, Hannah Lytle, and Doug Crookston, they hosted a tele-seminar where they talked about how to set SMART goals. So in today's episode, we're actually gonna be playing a clip from that tele-seminar where they break down what a SMART goal is and the different aspects we need to be thinking about when we're setting our goals. So this is professional goals, personal goals, it applies to both. So let's take a listen. First of all, Hannah and Doug, what the heck is a SMART goal? What does SMART mean? Great. Good question. Um, so we're going to kind of break that down for you. So SMART actually is an acronym, and it stands for goals that are specific. So that's your S, that are measurable. That's M. A stands for attainable. R stands for reasonable or realistic, and then the T stands for time-specific. So Doug and I are going to kind of break down what each of those mean and and kind of the definition of it all, but um, I know that the three of us have been talking a lot about our goals, um, and I I know that I was recently on a plane listening to to Jay's practice building CD about accountability, and, and he says that, you know, all of us who are in this journey for growth, which I think we all are, that in order to really do that, we all need to have something, goals that are written down, that are, are clear and well-defined and displayed some, you know, somewhere publicly so that we can all have that, that added extra of accountability. And I just listened to, so um, your doctors would have all received Jay's practice building CD on accountability. So if you want, ask your doctor if you can borrow it. I know that driving into the office on January 2nd, I was like, oh my gosh, where do I start? I have no idea where yeah. do I work, you know, after the break <laughs> and having that long time off. And so I saw Jay's practice building seat sitting on the seat of my car and I was like, this seems like a spot <laughs> and popped it in. And it was a really great reminder um, too. And I know Hannah and I were talking and Doug about it earlier about, you know, making sure that even when you set goals, if you don't hit those goals, you still probably hit milestones along the way. Yeah. Hitting your goals. Absolutely. Like I know that Jay talks a lot about, you know, part of the beauty and the magic of having a well-defined goal that's written is exactly what Lindsay says. It's not that you attain that goal, but it's that you have some kind of validation for the progress that you're making because we all need that that validation. We all need um, those little celebrations along the way to help keep us motivated. Um, so... Should we define what SMART means, go through these, Doug? What do you think? Yeah, I think that would be a great idea. Okay, cool. um, the first one there is specific, right? As you know that every goal that we do, we need to make sure it's very specific. When we have broad goals, and sometimes I think people get into this, the problem of making their goals so broad, these New Year's resolutions of saying, you know, I want to lose weight. I mean, what is that? You know, how much do you want? I mean, you've got to get specific in that goal. And it's got to be well-defined. If it's too vague, it's just, it doesn't give you the direction, right, that needs to be done. Um, so basically attaching a number to it, right? So if you want to lose weight, put a body percentage on it or a number of how many pounds you want to lose or whatever it is that you're trying to measure so you have 
right. a goal to hit, not just, I want to lose weight. What does that mean? I mean, if you think about it, we're big, here at SI, we're big about tracking numbers. Mm-hmm. So then we can use that data to see if, if we're specific enough, if that goal has really gotten us where we need to be. So if you're not going to measure that, or we're going to go into that a little bit more later, but if you're not specific on that, then, yeah, we just got to work on making sure those, it's not just a broad New Year's resolution type goal. Right. Get down to it. And something, for instance, in the office that you could measure or be specific on is say that you want to increase your fluoride acceptance. You wouldn't just say increase fluoride acceptance. Mm -hmm. You would say we want to increase fluoride acceptance by X amount percent or by X amount per day. So some sort of number that's tied to it. So being specific. Yeah. And you guys know this so well, you know, when we go in and we do, we talk about our new patient numbers, right? So like think about your telephone training. Like we don't just say we want to increase new patients. We really go into like well-defining, you know, where are we starting from and where do we want to go? So this should be something that's very familiar that you guys are already currently doing. Um, so that kind of brings us into your M in your SMART goal, which is measurable. Um, so you should always be asking yourself the question, how will I know that I've accomplished this goal? Um, and how will you know that you're making progress, right? So this is when we talk about this is where the tracking comes in and having those very, very well-defined but also measurable things. So it's it's going beyond just I want new patients, but how many new patients, right? Or how much floor do you want to increase or how many referrals do do I want in setting those actual goals so that if you say I want to do, you know, I want 30 new patients, um, that if we get 28, that we're, we're making, you know, we're making strides in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And, and keeping track of that as your time goes, that we'll talk about a little bit later too. But like uh, I'm a clinical trainer and we do talk about fluoride acceptance a lot and making that um, measurable, like you, you got to know where you started from. What are your numbers that you start with and where do you want to go and then who qualifies for that fluoride? So, for example, most offices believe that 80 to 90% of their patients would benefit from fluoride. So you got to make sure that in your organization that all those hygienists, for example, believe that same thing and that they're all working towards that same measurable, measurable part of the goal. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. So we've got specific, so S. We've got the M, that stands for measurable. And then, so let's talk about A, the, the attainable. So with this one, we really want to crunch some numbers, right? So this is where you'll hear Jay always talk about how you want to go with facts versus feelings. This is where you look at the data and you look to see, okay, um, what makes sense? How do we set this goal so that it's going to push us, um, but that it's also doable with some effort and with some intention? Right. Like, for example, if, uh, I know I been talking about the fluoride example, but you know, if you're at 3% on your fluoride acceptance right now, and you know that 80 to 90% of your patients would benefit from it, is that really a, a really attainable goal to say, hey, we're just going to start doing 90%? Or do we need to start at, you know, let's, let's do quarter one and shoot for 40% or 20%, something, but make it attainable so it, it looks like, yeah, it's, it's not so over our head that there's no way we're ever going to get there. Absolutely. Same thing with new patient numbers. Mm-hmm. So if you have a baseline of 20 new patients, you're not going to put your goal at 100 mm-hmm. because it's not going to be obtain- attainable, mm-hmm. and then you're never going to feel that you can hit that goal. But you may one day, 
you absolutely can one day once you build towards that. Well, that's a, that brings up a good point. A good example of that is I was in an office um, in South Riding, uh, Virginia, and they were telling me how a couple years ago they wanted to hit 100 new patients a month. And so he wrote on the board 100, and a lot of team members said, hey, we're never going to hit that. But each month they just kept track and say, hey, we're, you know, we're hitting 50, and then we're hitting 60. And, and as it got closer to 100, the team started to realize, like, this is, this is real. This could really happen. And sure enough, it did. And now they consistently, you know, um, have those kind of patient numbers, and they will continue to grow. But it was a, it was a good learning experience for them that, you know, the doctors just said, and said, hey, one day we will hit 100 and, and made them believers. Mm-hmm. So works. Yeah, absolutely. You can do anything you put your mind to, right? That's I think right. everyone's, somebody in their life has told them that at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely, for sure. Good. All right. Um, all right, so let's go to the R in our SMART goal, which is reasonable or realistic. Um, so I think that this kind of goes hand in hand with the whole attainable. Um, but I think what I want to add to it too is that, um, your goals should be exciting to you, right? I think that boring goals are never goals that are actually going to be hit. You probably would all (laughs) agree with that. Um, and, and I think one of the ways that you can measure that level of excitement and your engagement is the goal in the goal is taking it a step further to, to write down what's the value, um, and what's going to be the positive impact once you attain and reach that goal. Um, as those of you who know Colby, uh, I'm a quick start, so I'm someone who really likes to think about the future and, and that end result. And that's where I, I get super excited and motivated when I kind of write down all the possibilities of me actually sticking to, to my goals um, and, and achieving them. Yeah, I think one of the big parts of this is like what Hannah was talking about was what is the impact on not just you, but on, you know, on other people, you know, go ahead and write down if I finish this goal. Who does it impact? Is it just me? Because most likely it's probably uh, a loved one, family members, uh, your work, and even your personal goals are going to affect that as well. And so when you start thinking about your level of engagement on on these goals, think about, you know, when you have those days that you're just like, I don't know if I can do this, you know, think about what does, how does it benefit my kids or, you know, my loved ones or, you know, my boss or whoever it is and get some of that motivation back mm-hmm. and say, no, I, I got this. Mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, when we talk about things being attainable, obviously we don't want to set goals that are completely like not realistic. Um, and so when we get to the section, the R, I think it's also important that you set goals that push you. Um, Cause I think a lot of times, as a trainer in offices, um, I see more of a tendency to make goals that feel safe. And I think I read some quote somewhere that was talking about how if your goals don't scare you, they aren't big enough. And I think that it's it's kind of finding the sweet spot of, you know, our goals aren't so lofty that we can never reach them, but also making sure that our goals aren't so safe that they don't, like, force you and push you to be in that striving zone, I think that that's a really important um, thing to consider when you're, when you're setting these really smart goals. Yeah, and one of the things that I've learned working here at the Scheduling Institute is, you know, just, just being in our team meetings and, and uh, listening to Jay is, I mean, here's a, here's a man who really has no limit on what can be done. Um, I think this is pretty much the first time in my life that I've actually started to believe that anything that I want I can have. And I've, I've heard that before, 
But it's like, if you want a new car, you can have it if you deserve it by doing the things that you need to do to deserve it. But uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit later about what are some of the things that, that we do that, you know, eat up our time that, and the reasons why we don't accomplish these goals and what are we doing with this time? I mean, if I'm, for example, if, if I sit on Instagram and Facebook for three hours at night, you know, uh, you know, scrolling through all the, these feeds, it's not that I'm doing anything bad per se, but if I want a new car, do I really deserve that new car when I spent three hours, you know, the night before, the night before that, the night before that? Do I really deserve a new car? And the answer is no. You know, you do get what you deserve. And if you want it, uh, it's really clear to me that, I mean, I mean, look at what Jay's done. And when he wants it, he, he gets it. But he also puts through the effort and he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. So that kind of brings us to our last um, letter in our sparkles, which is T, um, and that stands for time specific. So this is really focused on making sure that you're establishing a timeline for when you want to accomplish your goal, right? So if you have a new goal, a goal to like increase your referrals um, by, let's say, you know, 15%, you would want to make sure that you establish by what time frame do you want to have that accomplished. So, you know, I want to accomplish um, increase referrals by 15% by this summer, right, by the end of July. Um, so that's what we mean by time specific. I think a lot of people get hung up on this one because they think, like, for example, the New Year's resolutions, what am I going to get, what am I going to get done by the end of this year? Mm-hmm. And, and they don't, they see this, this lofty goal up there, but they, they don't break it down. And this yeah. is the time in that goal to break that down and say, right. what am I going to do in Q1 in order to get closer to that, that, that goal at the end of the year, if that's how you're breaking it down. And then, you know, each month or each quarter, you break it down to where do you need to be to stay on track for that. So for like, for new patients, if you want X amount of new patients, how many do you need per month or per quarter to get you where you want? And I think you can absolutely, especially with new patients, even break that down to by week or by day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So I always say in the trainings that I do, you can't run a mile with a step. Right. You have to take a lot of steps to complete the mile. So you're never going to go start a marathon and be like, oh, I could just run this marathon. You have to train for it. You have to hit milestones on the way when you're doing trainings for marathons. You have to run so many miles this week, so many miles this week, and build towards something bigger. And I think we all believe this part of it i mean we're all sitting here saying well of course of course we have to do that but you know i've never really sat down until i started working here actually writing down those steps Mm -hmm. and where i need to be each at each point it's always been like yeah of course i'll start running and you know at the gym i'll run a couple miles no i should have a set specific you know length of time i need to run every day in order to hit it. it. It should be a formula like math, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's having those benchmarkers in place that help you monitor if you're heading in the right direction, right? We, that, that monitors the progress, right? Um, and I think that it's also, you know, recognizing that those timelines and those benchmarkers, they create a sense of urgency. They kind of call us to action um, to put in the hard work that we all know we have to do in order to hit these goals that, you know, we're, we're setting out to accomplish. So let's recap what SMART stands for. Right. So SMART stands for? So it stands for specific. M stands for measurable. Our goals are A, attainable. R, reasonable and realistic. 
and then T, they're time specific. Great. All right, so as you can see from their discussion, there is a lot that goes into setting intentional goals. And if you're wondering where you can find the full recording of the Superstar Tell Seminar, it is a benefit to you if your doctor is enrolled in the New Patient Mastery Accountability Program. So make sure you visit hygieneprofitleaders.com to access notes from this podcast, as well as listen to other podcasts that we have released in season two. We wanna hear from you. We wanna hear what you wanna hear from us. So you can submit a topic idea. You can email hygiene at schedulinginstitute.com and let us know what topics you guys want to hear. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time.